When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, so what a week it's been already in the world of golf. And it's only Wednesday and no tournament has actually begun. So we're doing a, a special podcast. We obviously have our tour report for the RBC Canadian Open and that came out on Tuesday. So on that podcast, you can get our full tournament preview. We talk about St. George's Golf and Country Club and then go through the field to give our top picks. So make sure you check that one out because we have to remember that um, even though there's been all this chat around live golf, that the RBC Canadian Open really has to be celebrated this week. It's making its comeback after two years of cancellations and uh, the field is excellent. So make sure you check that out. But we have to kind of dive into this live golf series and everything that's going on. Now, I caught up with my friend Michael McEwen, who's a Scottish golf journalist. And Michael has media credentials this week at Centurion Club in London for the first of the live golf invitationals. Now we recorded this on Tuesday evening so it was after the first day of press conferences and all the chit chat and before it was announced that Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed were going to be going to live even though as you'll hear we uh, we kind of saw that one coming so you know the, the stage that we're at right now I'm sure there's going to be a lot more announcements over the next couple of days and couple of weeks but the action starts on Thursday. So Elk and I are going to do another little follow-up show after we uh, see the first day of play and everything that comes of that. But anyway, um, this is kind of starting to dive into it, I guess, because it's not going away. There's going to be a lot to talk about. And uh, this is my chat with Michael McEwen from the Centurion Club in London for the first of the Live Golf Series. Well, Michael McEwen has been on the show before and he is, well, I say a Scottish golf journalist, but covers the whole of the UK and with Twitter and everything, the whole of the world. Michael is in London right now for this small little event that no one seems to be talking about. <laughs> Live Golf's first event at the Centurion Club. Michael, how was your first day on site? 
It was certainly dramatic, Diane. Uh, nice to see you again. It, it was. Uh, it's hard to sum up actually because it feels like it was quite a seismic day for golf generally, or certainly men's professional golf. You know, Dustin Johnson, a guy that's only two players have made more money in PGA Tour history than him. He's won twenty plus times, and he's decided it's not for him anymore. He's going to commit to this new breakaway startup circuit, whatever you want to call it. He's joined the the Rebel Alliance, much to the chagrin, I'm sure, of Jay Monaghan and his team. And it just, it's funny, even as I sit here just now, so Dustin made that announcement when about, about 10 hours ago, and it still doesn't really feel like it's sunk in because it, it seems so strange. I mean, look, strange things happen in golf and sport and life all the time, and you should feel like accustomed to it by now, but that, even though you kind of expected it because of what Kevin Nadd did at the weekend, doing the same thing, it's still... It, <sighs> It's hard to articulate. You can probably tell I'm trying to grasp for the words, but it was just really quite surprising. I think it says a lot about where men's professional golf is right now and where it could potentially end up. Yeah, Elk and I said that earlier today, that today feels like there's been a real landmark shift in the game and a shift that we've never seen before. And it's been one day, the, the event hasn't even started yet. It kicks off on Thursday. You know, obviously you were on site today, so it must feel like you were in some kind of weird alternate universe cheating on the PGA Tour almost. Yeah, a little bit. I felt yeah. quite guilty walking around and even simple things like going into the media centre, it looks like any other media centre with the exception of the fact that the interview room is actually within the main part of the media centre. It's like open plan, which is really quite unusual. But all the same stuff's there and I didn't recognise really anybody. It's really? like I can see such and such a person there and such and such a person over there and it just wasn't. So yeah, you, you do feel a little bit like you're doing the dirty, but it's, it is what it is, as Tiger would say. And as working at, in, in golf media, you have a duty to cover these huge events, whether you personally support them or not. And I saw on Twitter, a few people were giving you a little bit of a hard time saying like, you know, traitor, and <laughs> why are you there supporting this initiative? But it, just because you're there covering it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you support where the money's coming from or... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... Uh, I expected that, I'll be honest. I, I spoke to a few other guys in the team before I came down. Um, we, we were tempted to put some sweepstakes on about how long it would be after the first tweet before I would start getting grief. And... Um, I, I don't even think we could have done it for how, how quick it was. <laughs> it was almost instantaneous, but you're quite right. I mean, this sounds like a bit of a cop-out. I assure you it's not, though, because I'm very proud to be a journalist. It's something that I wanted to do since I was six, seven years old. And since that point, hand in my heart, I've been committed to trying to do the job the right way. And that means going where the story is. Right now, there is no bigger story in golf than the live golf series if you're not here you're not at that story and you know i'm quite fortunate that it was just a drive away for me had it been in the states no i, I wouldn't have been able to go it would have been cost prohibitive had it been in australia even less so but it was a six hour drive and honestly i i made the decision quite early on and i said to the bosses that i was going i didn't give them the option i said i'm going because i want to be there to experience it firsthand so then i can make a more reasoned and informed decision about whether or not I like it as a golf tournament first and foremost 
and then that might help inform how I feel about the overall concept. The money's just a, a part of the bigger story here. And there is no question that where the money's coming from, yeah, it's it's not great, is it? I mean, my God, that is a pariah state that has done some absolutely reprehensible things. And I certainly would not choose to live there ever in my life. That said, and that by the way, that is not a fancy way of saying, but it is but one part of the story. And as a journalist, I'm duty bound to my readers and to my bosses as well to make sure that I do the job justice and tell the story appropriately. And that means being balanced. That means telling both sides of it. And that means reporting the facts. Yeah. Best play and best place to report the facts right there where it's happening. Very well said. I did see that um, Alan Shipnuck, and we'll move on to him because he was really at the centre of this uh, Phil controversy. And we'll obviously talk about him, but Alan said that they ignored his request for media credentials. But being in the US, he's still going to jump on a plane, you know, at his own expense, fly over, buy a ticket, and go and, and cover the event. So yeah. that just shows that it's you know it's a, a huge talking point, as you say, and. We would. It would be very wrong of us in the media to ignore it. Exactly, you can't. I mean, you. People are. Someone said to me earlier. You know, by commenting on it and by reporting on it, you're supporting it. If you just didn't talk about it, it would go away. That's complete nonsense. Yeah. The golf event would take place, and people would make four million dollars this week for finishing first, whether or not anyone reports on it. You know, it's the old. Does it, when a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it still make a noise? Well, yeah, it does. Um, you know. <laughs> I, was, I did laugh at Alan's tweet. I mean, a couple of things. One, I didn't get my accreditation through until, what day are we on now? We're Tuesday. Very sleep deprived I am. You should get used to that, by the way. I Just know, so, right? <laughs> um, I think my accreditation came through on Friday evening UK time. Okay. And that was after I chased them up on it because I hadn't received it. Interesting. So... It, they're finding their feet. It's, it is day one of event one. So there's going to be teething problems. I'm sure Alan's just got lost in the mail. Quite certain. <laughs> Alan, if you're listening, check your junk folder, mate. Yeah. And, uh, secondly, you don't need to buy a ticket. Just go online and use Westwood 25 and you'll probably get one for free. So <laughs> I saw that. Because <laughs> the tickets were expensive too. <laughs> yes, they were definitely London prices. Yeah, definitely London prices. Right. Well, um, let's talk about what you saw, who you saw. Um, Phil Mickelson has not been on site yet. Um, we're hoping that changes tomorrow, obviously. But there were press conferences today. Dustin Johnson was obviously the standout one because he announced his resignation from the tour. But I know there was another press conference with Taylor Gooch and a few others, and um, mm -hmm. it kicked off. It did, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I found that really uncomfortable. I've not been in an environment like that before. You know, it's golf, it's quite slow-paced, and the worst thing that usually happens is someone says something to Tiger and he stares at them. Or, you know, <laughs> I know the, the same questions get asked every <laughs> single week. They're soft, very, like, <laughs> you know, expected questions. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, Tiger, if your granny had wheels, would you be a bike? I mean, it's, it's that kind of stuff that gets asked, and it's it's really unfortunate that it happened the way it did today. So long story short, the press conference with Kevin Na, Taylor Gooch, what was it, C1 Kim, and forgive, oh, James Pyatt, I think it was, uh, the US Am champ. Okay. Um, that had been going on for about 25 minutes and the moderators wrapped it up and said, okay, thanks very much. And uh, a journalist who doesn't cover golf generally, 
first time I've seen him at a golf event in my life, but he's a very, very good journalist. He wasn't best pleased that they wrapped it up early without coming to him because he'd had his hand up for seemingly quite some time and pressed his case. He made his case very forcefully. I would go so far as to say I thought he was a little bit aggressive in his manner and the players sneaked out a side door followed by the moderators. Uh, Kevin Na was overheard on camera saying this is really awkward. Oh gosh. It's kind of unclear what happened next but from what I gather the reporter in question he was prevented from following the group out. Oh an important point one of the moderators was Ari Fleischer if I'm pronouncing the surname properly, former White House press secretary for George W. Bush. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm starting to think, have I just imagined all this? Because I'm so tired. Did this happen? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so it, the, the journalist shouted after him. He was prevented from getting near them by a couple of members of staff who got between him and, uh, and Ari Fleischer and the players shouting after him, Ari, are you taking blood money and that oh sort of stuff. Oh my gosh. Then, as far as I'm aware, he was escorted out by security. He was away for about 20 minutes and then came back in. So obviously, whatever has happened, there's been some resolution to that conflict. But it was a, uh, it was a ugly, frankly, unnecessary happening. And hopefully that doesn't happen again. You were saying that he's you've never seen him at a golf tournament before, but he's obviously a well-respected journalist. Were his questions Saudi-based? Yes. Okay. Yeah, very okay. much so. Uh, and to be honest, he articulated them brilliantly. He'd obviously, I would imagine, prepared them in advance. If he didn't, he's an even better journalist than I'm giving him credit for. But yeah, it seemed that he went there with uh, an agenda that wasn't necessarily, you know, tell us about the short par four whatever you know but what did you hit into the into the 13th he certainly isn't going with that agenda I did see an answer that Taylor Gooch gave to a similar question when he said you know I'm just here to hit a little white ball in a hole and I'm not a smart guy and with the if they're gonna take this money which Taylor Gooch was a shock name Mm -hmm. in my opinion and I'm sure that the sum of money was high as it has been for everyone, but I'm sure it was very high for him. You, If you are going to take that, you also have a responsibility to provide answers, knowing that it's such a controversial subject and just area in general. Yeah. So he, he's had a lot of time to prepare some kind of response, knowing that that question was going to come his way at some point. And I was just really disappointed with the answer that he gave. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought that was a, a really poor answer. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm, I, I, I don't get to go to PGA Tour events much, obviously, based on where I live. But I'm not sure if Taylor's had that much experience in front of a, a busy media centre answering questions. I dare say he hasn't answered many difficult questions. I mean, he's won though. Like, I'm like, you're a winner on the PGA Tour. And he's had a really great party, Is that right? He's, he's moving that way anyway. He was, sorry? He was moving towards World's Top 30, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's had a phenomenal season with the wind just coming at the end of last year. So he... It should be better prepared. Be prepared. Certainly knowing where he was going in the event that he was playing in and the noise and the temperature around it, he should have been at least expecting a tough question to come his way. I, I agree. I don't think he handled it very well. I didn't like the, you know, I'm... 
I'm not that clever a person. I'm just a golfer. Dustin Johnson tried to do the same thing, you know, and it's, it's funny with Dustin. Rory has in the past, Rory McIlroy in the past has pointed out that maybe a little bit of an act on Dustin's part to play up to the, I'm not very bright. I'm a bit Forrest Gump. Dustin's a smart guy and I was really impressed with him for 99% of that press conference today. He spoke openly, candidly, and then out of nowhere, when obviously I think he was fatigued by the sheer barrage of questions coming his way, he reverted to, oh, you've asked me too many questions there. Can you just break it down one at a time? I'm not, I'm not a clever guy. So like, stop hiding behind that. You know, it's a bit of a self-defense mechanism, I guess. But I, I think the guys just have to be up front because certainly seeing a lot of the, the fan response, which we get to see, you know, working in the media, I'm sure you get to, to see a hell of a lot of it as well and hear a lot of it. Fans just want players to be up front and honest. You know, if they turn around and said, I'm here because they're giving me $100 million. Right. Fair enough. Okay, I get it. You know, I, I, I see where you're coming from. But this grow the game malarkey, you know, give me a break. At what point, how bad, how bad is golf at its core if the only way we can grow the game is to make the richest players ever to have played it even richer than they currently are? Yeah. Like, mm, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not seeing that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think fans want honesty. Uh, whoever's coming in tomorrow, I hope they're going to be, hope they maybe have watched today and taken some notes and just be candid you know you're here now you've made your bed line it mm-hmm. and they all have a team around them and if they didn't before with the money that they've made signing on they can afford to have somebody advise them and maybe <laughs> script some answers for them going back to the transparency side of things and I think that's what we um, maybe really appreciated about Richard Bland's responses mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks who said you know he's approaching 50s approaching the end of his career is he ever going to make that kind of money playing on the professional tour, being the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour? No, he's not. I mean, just flat out. So it's a no-brainer for him. For someone like Hudson Swafford as well, you know, what's he, like 34, 35, young family, a little bit injury prone, mm-hmm. has made less than 10 million in career earnings on the PGA Tour. You know, I'm hearing he got in the region of 30 million signing yeah, on. Yeah. Is he ever going to make that on the PGA Tour in his career? No, like it's unless there's a miracle. No, so it's a no-brainer for guys like that. But then Taylor Gooch, I mentioned him. He was a surprise to me, and um, and Gray McDowell seems to be the the not the poster child, but his answers seem to be more well articulated than anyone else's. And I don't want to say he's the like poster boy for the Saudis, but from where it's been going he seems to be a bit more of an ambassador and he's older as well obviously but he's got these answers to a T yeah exactly that you know he's G-Max always been a smart guy way back to his amateur days he's always been great value for money as far as media goes as well gives you long answers he's a stenographer's absolute worst nightmare (laughs) him and Hodrick Harrington I mean geez. You go in there looking to get a 2,000 word feature out of it and you've got 3,000 words and you've asked one question. I mean, it's, yeah, they're, they're interesting to pair of them, but they are both honest, almost to a fault. And I thought G-Mac handled himself pretty well today. He did a lot of the heavy lifting yeah. in that, that group. Uh, whether or not people agree with the answers that he gave, that's up to them. That's pretty, that's pretty subjective, but at least he fronted up. 
and that's I think all that people want. You know, they don't want to be patronised by grow the game chat. They don't want to have someone say, "Oh, you know, I'm really excited about this opportunity," and you know, I just felt like this is the future of the game, and I'll just just tell us it's about the money. We'll, we'll probably respect you more, you know. Yeah. Um, the, obviously, we're hearing a lot of noise about other names that are maybe going to jump ship from the PGA Tour and head over. Are you hearing any rumours on the ground? You tell me yours first and I'll tell you mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hearing, uh, obviously, Ricky Fowler seems to be the the name on everyone's lips. And he did the US Open qualifier, was very, like, sitting on the fence coy about it. I think a few of them are probably testing the water. Bryson, there's still obviously a big question mark over. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. I mean, I've heard Patrick Reed as well. Um so they, these are guys that have had tremendous success on the PGA Tour. They maybe aren't experiencing that level of success anymore. And the the money is going to be a, a big draw for them. Do I think they're big, big names? No, not right now. Bryce and I would have thought this a couple of months ago, probably. But with everything that's been going on with him and his injury, I wouldn't say that he's a big name. I haven't heard any other big names. I think that's the danger, is that another big name is going to go. You're not going to get a much bigger name than Phil. No, you know, no. Probably one of the top five golfers of all time. Uh, DJ being a huge name. I haven't heard of any other big names. And I think that's the danger that someone else that is a top 10 world player will go. Yeah, that's that's the fear I think just now for the PGA Tour and certainly the announcement tonight by the USGA that mm-hmm. they're going to honour the exemptions that players have certainly this year I mean like Kevin Nash said today rules can change yeah. yeah Kevin that can benefit you and it can go against you so be careful and, what you wish for and the USGA didn't have a lot of time you know their yeah, tournament yeah. is next week so the, the, it's an the PGA Tour, without them coming out and saying what their punishment is going to be, the USGA didn't have any time to do anything whatsoever. 100%. I actually think the, the PGA Tour hasn't handled this at all well from the very start. And it's put the the four families, if you like, Augusta National, RNA, USGA and PGA of America into a pretty invidious position where all of a sudden it's a case of the pressure's on them. Right, you show us your hand because you're the yeah. most influential ones. It's like, well, wait a minute. They're not the ones that are being threatened by this. They're not the ones who've got players tied into memberships and who have them, you know, agreeing deals that you'll play a certain number of events every year. They show up once a year for those events. So the PGA Tour should be breaking rank and coming out and saying, usually we don't do this. Usually we don't say what we're going to do in terms of discipline. This is different. We have to because we have to acknowledge this is a genuine threat and if we want to continue to be the number one tour in golf, then we have to do something pretty drastic. And here's what it's going to be. I'm hearing rumours that they might actually share some of the sanctions on Friday. Okay. So that may still come, but it should have come before now. I mean, they'll be into the second round at live by the time the PGA Tour says, oh, by the way, here's the punishment. Mm-hmm. Just, I, feel so, I feel bad for the Canadian Open. <laughs> I'm like, oh. they've been away two years of cancellations. It's a big deal for the RBC Canadian Open to be back. And I'll say this, I think it was a really poor move by DJ and GMAC to commit and then pull out, you know, honour your agreements. Yeah. You know, so, so you miss one live event, fine, play the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah, really poor, I thought that was. Obviously, the event is a three-day event, no cut, 
Winner walks away with 4 million. Last place walks away with 120k. <laughs> you talk, Elk and I were talking about these numbers earlier and you're like, is this real life? Like, are these real numbers? So it's, um, is there a lot of buzz surrounding who could win? Who's going to play well? Or because for me, you know, obviously we talk about picks and the odds of the field every week for the PGA Tour. I've seen odds, but there hasn't really been much talk around that because I think this is, as you say, it's brand new. It's a, it's a tester and people just want to see how it's going to work. You've got the added team format as well. And I know this draft party is going on tonight that the media were banned from. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what do you make of all of that? It's funny, you, you mentioned, you know, is there any talk about who might win? And that's the first time I've thought about it. And no, there's not. No one is talking about the golf tournament. You know, they're talking about all the peripheral stuff and the superficial stuff. I think come Thursday afternoon, because it's a shotgun start at two o'clock UK time, you know, so come Thursday afternoon when balls are in the air, yeah, people will be interested to see who's going to win and who plays well and adapts to the course. But right now, no, no one seems to even have remembered that there's a golf tournament that's going to be getting underway. So it's, it's really strange in that respect. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the draft party thing, uh, not going to lie, it would have been cool to go along to see that. I think it's, it's, I think it's a real opportunity they've missed as well, Live Golf, because that is one of the points of difference. You know, they're, they're trying to represent all the points of difference that the PGA Tour and DP World Tour don't have. And they're saying, you're missing this. This is what people want. And then they do it behind closed doors and no one gets to see it. Like, yeah. Right. Okay, that that's a bit daft. And I think that they, they need to get the media on their side yeah. as well. Because if you, even if you look at their followers on Twitter, there's nothing right now. They yeah. There's a lot of hype, but maybe for the wrong reasons right now. Okay, that might change. But with media credentials what have you got access to when you're there have they kind of said that you're restricted to some stuff i mean the pga tour is very strict when it comes to media credentials it's but funny i've got i've got some uh, places i can go and a lot of other places that i just can't uh, it feels like the the like the driving range for example usually you can just go on and wander around and, and you know, wander up to players. It feels like there's a little bit of a closed shop environment, okay. which I get. The players will be wary and they don't necessarily want people, you know, just cold calling them and going up and saying, so tell me about the Saudis. You know, that's always something that they're afraid of. So I get it. There's a, it feels, even though it's not very overt it feels like there's a little bit of a bubble around the players this week okay but you know it's funny like walking around today the what do you call it sorry the the tented village that's still being constructed you know it's, that's a building site at the moment and uh, you know some of the things i've seen that they're putting up it does look like it'll be quite cool it looks like it'll have a nice festival environment there's air hockey tables and a big bar for example and there's going to be concerts at the weekend. Uh, concerts, I sound like my gran. <laughs> Gigs. That's what we're after. Gigs. Nice. Uh, Jay's performing. Um, James Bay and I'm sure a few others that your American audience has never heard of before. John Newman, <laughs> big in the States, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're, they're adding in all the elements that go into making it an occasion, an event, a spectator experience. Uh-huh. The golf is still, at this moment in time, it feels like it's kind of secondary. 
Okay. That'll change. As I say, you know, I can, I really hope that when they hit the shots and the things get underway, that the focus shifts and it's just right. Let's play golf. Yeah. Okay. Probably a little bit dreamland there saying that but we'll see how it goes well as you say the first event and if this was if this event wasn't shrouded in such controversy we would be probably more forgiving of that and be like good on <laughs> them you know they're this is new it's <laughs> oh, they tried. they're trying you know but it's, a plus uh, for effort yeah these stamps I mean, this has been in the works for such a long time mm -hmm. that uh, all eyes are on them this week and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. We haven't talked about the robots in the media centre <laughs> that were delivering you drinks. I mean, that oh. was pretty cool. Yeah, that's in the boot of the car just now. I'm taking it back home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, simple, funny, quirky things. You know, why not? Do things a bit differently. The worst thing that they could have done this week was create an event that looks and feels like a PGA Tour or DP World Tour event. They had to make it different. They had to make it feel different and, you know, as I say, accentuate those points of difference so that it creates its own identity. Yeah. They're saying that this is what golf needs. So, yeah, go for it. Show us what golf needs. I think it's going to improve. I think by the time it gets over to your side of the pond, it's going to say lessons. I'm going to, uh, and, and Elk, um, what, he's like, we need to go. We're going to try and go. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to try and get us credentials so we can go and check it out. Because I think that it's not going away. No, that's it. I mean, look, the Saudis, you know, are one thing about them. They are mega rich. Yeah, you know, look yeah. at all the things that the public investment fund has invested in. Disney... Bank of America, Citigroup, Facebook, Uber, BP. It bought Newcastle United. It's now effectively buying men's professional golf or attempting to. These guys deal in trillions, not billions and certainly not millions. You know, it's trillions for them. So this isn't going to disappear anytime soon. It will refine and improve. Tell you what I'm really interested in, though. When it goes over to the States, there's a couple of properties it's visiting that are owned by a man who knows a thing or two about what it is to be a divisive figure. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm wondering if he may make an appearance. I can't imagine that he wouldn't. Oh, I, I am 100% sure. If I, if I had to put money on it, I would definitely put money that um, Donald Trump is going to be there <laughs> without <laughs> a shadow of a doubt. Um, and I think he's going to... He's got to be a little bit more than a little bit butthurt that the PGA was moved from one mm -hmm. of his courses. I think he's going to go all out to make sure that this is an extravaganza and something that has all eyes on it. That's right. And, you know, say what you will about Donald Trump as a person, as a politician, as a president. When it comes to golf, he's not in the business of making terrible golf courses and he's an absolute perfectionist. I've seen that myself when I played with him in Aberdeen. Um years and years ago like pre-presidency and uh, a wee local guy you know what the Aberdonians are like you know very genial people and you know just go about their lives at a slow pace and this guy drove a beverage cart out to meet us on I think it was like the 13th and Trump's opening up the side of it looking for whatever it was Diet Coke or something couldn't find it there so he goes around the other side and there's nothing in the other side of the beverage cart Lost the plot. Oh my gosh. Don't come out here with a half full beverage cart. I mean, we were the only people on the golf course. Like, you don't come out here with a half full beverage cart. What's the point in that? Go okay. back, stock it up, get everything in there so you've got a selection of it all, and then come back out and find us. So, yeah, a bit crazy, 
but it is an example of just what a perfectionist the guy is and that's why he creates great golf destinations golf properties and puts on a good show so if he's got any say in it i think you'll see a really refined live golf event over in the states okay well i'm excited to watch it and we can tune in on youtube and facebook and and their website so it's going to be streamed i am i'm excited to see what what the product is i mean I knew that this week it was going to be everything but the golf. Hopefully mm. when Thursday starts, we can appreciate the golf a little bit and just see their product, see what they're putting out there, you know, critique it a little bit, but enjoy the good parts as well. And um, yeah, as yeah. I say, this, like, no I mean, we should critique it. We, we critique yeah. every event that we watch, you know, yeah. whether it's, my God, the, the PGA just the other week, I, I was bored rigid until the final 90 minutes right. and it got interesting you know it was genuinely I was so bored watching it so yeah we should critique it and they'll expect us to critique it that's only natural it's the right thing to do it's not being done just because it's live and just because of where the money's coming from so I'm like you Diane I'm excited to see it I think it's going to be besides anything else it's going to be a compelling watch for lots of reasons and it's it's something new in the calendar why not give it a go are you going to be there all week no, <laughs> I, I have a really busy Friday lined up, unfortunately. So I'm I'm going to see the taxis take all the players to the first tee. Going okay. to see what's being hit, and then I'll probably be in the car about half an hour after it gets underway. Okay. You know what it's like. It's a long drive from London to Glasgow, mind you. I'm saying that. I mean, you you've been so indoctrinated into American culture that six hours. I mean, you you travel six hours to go to Walmart, probably. Yeah, you? I know. I was six hours. Well, Walmart. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have waitros over there? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. We have Whole Foods. <laughs> that's 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 our posh one. Mm-hmm. Right, Michael. Thank you so much. It's been great to get your insight, and um, you don't need to be there for the actual tournament. All the fun stuff is happening now, so exactly. keep talking about it. And we'll be following you on Twitter to uh, to see what goes down at those press conferences tomorrow. Brilliant. Thank you, Diane. Pleasure to catch up as always, and hopefully speak to you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.